0: Hey, Jen Banks here. This is the podcast A is for Adversity, and I'm going to talk about being more intentional about our thoughts and our goals so we can make our lives happen instead of letting life happen to us. This is episode number six Effort. The sponsor for this episode is The Rustic Touch. Idaho friends, she is a must see. Check out her products on Facebook. She creates amazing custom wood pieces. I first saw her work outside a classroom when I was teaching. The quote on her work was, The future of the world is in my classroom today. I was smitten immediately and ordered a sign for my kitchen that says, This is my happy place. Thank you for joining me again. When I was drafting the outline for this podcast, my thoughts were very scattered and it was hard to organize them, so I hope it ends up sounding cohesive. Everything good in life requires work. In addition, you not only obtain what you work for, but you also get the satisfaction from the effort you put in. Win-win. Gordon B. Hinckley said, Without hard work, nothing grows but weeds. And I definitely learned hard work from my parents. They were great examples of working hard for everything that you have in life. Growing up, my dad only made commission and very little at that, so my mom often had to go out and work to support us and to make ends meet. My parents also had a garden for some of the years of their life, even though they're not really gardeners, and I feel like this was mostly to help us build character through pulling weeds. So they really did a great job of having us learn from an early age, that work was important. We wouldn't get an allowance from our jobs. Most of the time it was just because we were part of the family and that was what was expected of us. I've strived to develop a good work ethic and I hope to pass that on to my children as well. I started to work at an early age and had a job since I was 15 years old. There's a quote by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, who is a German poet, and he says, From whence your father's heritage is lent, earn it anew to really possess it. One of the ways we can teach our children the value of hard work is to praise their effort rather than the outcome. I had a professor in one of my early childhood education classes who hated the phrase good job. And she definitely passed that on to her students and had us read an article all about the dangers of the phrase good job and how we were ruining kids with praise. Good job and other similar phrases or synonyms have become overused and end up creating the trophy mentality where everyone's a winner or that you should be praised for everything that you do. When we praise the effort instead, we are showing them that it's the process that really matters. From a young age to an old age, find ways to really be specific about what they're doing. Oh, I really love how you took the time to form the letter J. Or, wow, that must have taken you a lot of time. Or, I'm so happy that you didn't give up. Those are all great things to say instead of the words, good job. What we're working on will change over the course of our life, but a personal mission statement can be a constant. My personal mission statement says, to use my resourcefulness to empower others to curate their lives. And I've seen this already through being a teacher and now as a life coach and in the future as a preschool teacher. I just feel that that's something that I want my life to be filled with. Recently, Jodie Moore shared in one of her podcasts, a continuum, and this is nothing new, Jodie Moore loves continuums. And in this particular one, empowerment was in the middle, which I loved because the word empower has been in my mission statement for a year now. So on this continuum, the right side had lack of awareness and the left side had lack of acceptance. With thought work, We are working to come back more to the middle where empowerment can really happen. If you're not aware of your thoughts or thought work, then that's the lack of awareness and that will be far from empowerment. But as you gain more awareness of your thoughts and how those can impact you, you'll move more to the middle of empowerment. On the far left, like I said, is lack of acceptance And this is where you may feel shame or you're not willing to accept what is happening. And this is, again, keeping you far away from empowerment. The middle is the sweet spot where we all want to be so that we can make our lives happen and reach our goals. Mission statements are short but powerful. They should be succinct and easy to recall. This is the way I learned how to make a personal mission statement from Sherry Fernandes and she recommends that you make a table with three columns and in the first column you list your talents, abilities, skills, virtues, what you have to offer the world and it's helpful to think of what other people tell you often. Second in the second column is verbs. Short, very few words. These might include verbs like teach, empower, strengthen, build, inspire, again very short. In the third column is how you want to affect the world, and this needs to be very specific, very narrow, what is your niche? A lot of times people will say, I'm a bad mom, or I'm a bad friend, or teacher, or even I'm a failure, but what they haven't defined is what success even is in a particular area. The thing about success is it has to be within your control. Some days it might just be keeping the kids alive. If you're basing your success on choices your kids make, you're going to end up being disappointed because you're not the one in control. There are specific lessons your children need to learn, and whether they learn them from you or from someone else, they're going to happen. In the example of being a good friend, how do you define that? Are you showing up how you want to? Are you reaching out in the ways that you have decided? We also can't expect these things of others, even if we're willing to do that for them, because everyone is their own person. Everyone is best at being themselves. In the case of a teacher, did you present the material you needed to? Did you show up on time? Did you fulfill your job description? Well, then that's all you can do. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. It's on them. It's their model. It's their life. Speaking of the model, have you been more aware of the thoughts that you're having? If so, keep it up. That's the best place to start. Our brains are so good at being efficient. Oftentimes they're on autopilot and we don't even realize what we're doing. We've developed the habits of brushing our teeth and tying our shoes and even driving and our brain saves time by not having to relearn these things every time that we do them. However, it takes effort to change our thoughts. Jody Moore talks about borrowing people's thoughts and that's helpful so that we can find new thoughts that serve us. She talks about trying on different thoughts as if you were trying on different clothes. So I'm going to share some of the thoughts that she has encouraged people to try on. Number one, there are no rules and I like to relate this to something else she teaches, that there is no right or wrong. Sure, there are moral values, but that is based on an individual and what they think or believe. But oftentimes when it comes to decision making, there's no right or wrong. Whatever you choose is the right thing or else you wouldn't have chosen it or it wouldn't have happened the way that it did. Number two, everything is figure outable. And this is so helpful when you're stuck, just... Talk to yourself that way. Everything is figure outable and you will find a way. Number three, I don't need to know how. And I talked a lot about this one in the last episode. Number four, I want to spend my mind juice wisely. And that's Jody's way of talking about your energy or your thought power. How do you want to spend that energy? Number five, my husband is on his own journey. And everyone else, for that matter, they can choose what they want, just like I talked about a few minutes ago. Number six, other people can act, do, and feel how they want. Number seven, I can act, do, and feel however I want. Happiness is a skill. Number eight, there is no emotion that I can't handle. We get so afraid of negative emotion, but really, we can handle it. Number nine, it was always meant to happen this way. For good or for bad, it was always meant to happen. Number 10, there is no failure, only market research. And I love that. Every time Jody talks about this, she explains that when we fail, it's just giving us more information for how we can continue. Number 11, my life is happening right now. We don't need to wait for the future or some grandiose event. Our lives are happening right now. Make the most of them. Also, if you're waiting to wear that special outfit, there's no better time than the present. Number 12, you don't have to like me. That's my job. Hey, if you don't like me, I like me. Number 13, I'm not for everyone and that's okay. Number 14, worry pretends to be necessary, but it never serves us. And that reminds me of a quote. It says, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives us something to do, but doesn't get us anywhere. Number 15, it's not my job to make my kids happy. What? And this goes back to their choices. They get to choose how they feel. We are their mothers for a reason. And there are lessons that they learn from us every day. Number 16, my job as a mother is to teach, protect, and love. There you go. Success as a mother defined. Number 17, it's not my kid's job to make me happy. So the flip side is true as well. If my kids are unhappy, I can still be happy. They don't have to be happy for me to be happy. Oh, (laughs) I'm skipping ahead, I guess. Number 18, I can still be happy even if my kids aren't. Number 19, what my kids need most is an emotionally healthy mom. And I agree with that 100% we can show up way better for our kids if we are on a better path. Number 20, my weaknesses are part of my kids' growth and journey. I'm the mom God wanted them to have. Number 21, the commandments are Heavenly Father's strategy for us. Number 22, life is a classroom, not a test. We weren't sent here to fail and there are many things that we're learning and that's the goal of life. Number 23, my main job here on this earth is to understand my worth and others' worth. Number 24, there are always many ways to look at everything. It's very true. Coming up is an episode on perspective. Number 25, it's only money. (laughs) Talked about that one in episode A, adversity. Number 26, nothing ever stays the same. Take comfort during trial, cherish good times in the moment. Number 27, My life is richer when I tell myself the truth and when I live in the truth. And those are Jody's thoughts to try on. Borrow some of those and work to start changing your brain. Remember, our thoughts lead to our feelings. Now that you're becoming more aware, you may try to resist certain thoughts. There's a quote that says, feelings buried alive never die. And this is by Carol Truman. Watch out for times when you have the thought, I am thinking this, but I shouldn't. This compounds the feelings that you're already having because you're now feeling shame. Shame is not a useful emotion, as I've mentioned before. Kim Giles created the acronym, shame, should have already mastered everything. There's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt means that you've done something wrong. Shame means I'm wrong for doing something wrong. And you can see how that is toxic and it just multiplies the problems that you're already having. So start small. Just choose one thought that you want to change and start there. Elder Henry B. Irene said the following, Most of us have had some experience with self-improvement efforts. My experience has taught me this about how people and organizations improve. The best place to look is for small changes we could make in things we do often. There is power in steadiness and repetition, and if we can be led by inspiration to choose the right small things to change, constant obedience will bring great improvement. Again, it takes effort to change our thoughts, and there's no use wishing that you had heard of thought work sooner. If you should have, you would have. Regret of wasted time is just more wasted time. I feel like the hardest time in my life... (laughs) was teaching public school. Props to all the teachers out there. I could only do it for a short time, and the public school system is not a place for me. (laughs) I ended up living weekend to weekend, like some people live paycheck to paycheck. But I definitely learned a lot, a lot, a lot from that experience, and it prepared me to be a mom. So I'm grateful for the experiences that I had. Just remember, the wider the base, the higher the peak. Whatever we're going through is preparing us for something else. There's a quote that I heard that says, what if everything you are going through is preparing you for what you asked for? So think about what you've prayed for recently and change your perspective. Try on the thought that whatever hard things you are experiencing are preparing you for something great in the future, something you probably asked for or need in your life. Nora Roberts has our weekly wisdom. She said, if you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't step forward, you're always in the same place. Have you shared this podcast with someone who could use it? It will only take a little effort, I promise. Or you could leave me a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. Reviews help other people find the podcast, and the best way to spread the word is through word of mouth. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing this podcast. See you next time.